from the Panorama Bar and Restaurant in Levy, Finland at Interski 2023. I'm George Thomas. You're listening to First Chair. And this evening we're visiting with Louise Levy, who is at her first Interski. Louise, it's great to have you on the show. Thanks, George. It's great to be here. It was really interesting meeting you this afternoon. We were both headed to uh, some different indoor uh, lectures and uh, found out that you're a cross-country skier and that you've been with PSIA for two years. You've been teaching since 1998, but again, with PSIA for two years, and here you are at your first inner ski. What was it that made you decide to uh, come to Finland, aside from having the same name as this resort? Well, that was a big driver. I got a bee in my bonnet to think about teaching in Austria or Switzerland or Germany. I speak German and French, and my husband is a native French speaker. And uh, he's just retired from being a professor of human biomechanics. I could retire any day. And so I started thinking, well, what could I do when our daughter is done with high school, wouldn't it be fun to teach somewhere where I could use those languages? There's an adage, it's not what you know, but it's not what you know, it's who you know. I used to think that was a very cynical thing to say. But I experienced a different side of that when I moved back to Minnesota from graduate school, and I realized that that's not an entirely true statement. Um, What you know is important, but who you know is important because it's human nature that we um, are attracted to or pay more attention to people we have a relationship with already. So that goes with job interviews. And I thought, well, if I have this desire to try to work and teach skiing in Germany or or Austria or Switzerland, I would probably get a lot further if I I could speak to someone face-to-face and find out what what I would need to do to do that. And then they could attach a face to the name and maybe even see me ski. And that would be much more successful. Um, or get me further along in that process of seeing if I could teach somewhere in Europe than if I just stayed at home and emailed or called. So that was a that was a big driver. Um, whether that actually happens in the future, I don't know, but it um, it certainly will be helpful, and I'll learn what it means to be to try to to actually teach skiing abroad. So very interesting too, Uh, you were saying watching you ski, uh, it's very impressive that Louise actually got her level three, she's been a member of PSIA for two years and she is now a level three certified instructor in cross country skiing. Uh, What was it that got you first to join PSIA? What are some of the benefits that you've uh, felt from that, uh, from our organization? And what was it that drove you to uh, uh, get your certification so quickly? How's that for a multi-part question? That's a good multi-part question. I'll do my best to answer all parts. Mm. So 
why did I join PSIA when I started teaching skiing in 1998? I was I was okay at teaching, but I knew that I could be a lot better. And so I started looking around for resources to become a better ski instructor. I live in northern Minnesota, and we are rich in very talented coaches, athletic coaches for skiing. So I asked them um, what I could do. Um, In the meantime, I had serendipitously learned about PSIA from Ormas Franos, who I met just by chance in Mammoth at his house. And I thought, oh, this PSIA thing, okay, what's that? And I asked my coach friends, and they didn't know anything about PSIA, and so I thought, well, it can't be that great of an organization if my my very talented coach friends know about it. So I sort of set it aside. <laughs> um, but I... I kept wanting something um, and knew knew what I was lacking in in my cross country ski instruction. Um, and as I started to talk to uh, some other friends, one in particular who's been a mentor to me um, and has coached at a very high level in Paralympics for cross country skiing, I started to understand that. Um, in, in the Midwest, uh, USSA is very active or very dominant with an organization called CXC, um, and they're very good at training coaches, um, do a fantastic job of that side of cross-country skiing, and that kind of dominates the area that I live in is USSA, CXC, athletic performance coaching. And once I understood that context, then I could turn back to this PSIA thing and look at what it what it was all about, look at the website and dig a little bit deeper. And that would have been like 2015-ish to 2020-ish. And once I started to dig into the resources that were there, I realized, oh, this is the organization that, that fits for my desires. I want to be a, an excellent ski instructor. I want to teach people how to ski. I really don't care about athletic performance. I, I loved racing. I enjoyed it. I was middle of the pack, not an outstanding racer at all. But we just we have a lot of extremely talented racing coaches in Duluth. And for better or for worse, that's not my interest. So uh, while CXC and USSA have a whole ton of value. Um, I needed something that taught me people skills and teaching skills and movement skills, technical skills. And so I joined PSIA. I had had a connection with Manaqua Winter Park, which is where Zeke Fashingbauer works. He's on the cross country national team, and Dan Clausen, the former cross-country national team member. And so I reached out to them to start my journey. Um, uh, Did the level one in March of 2021. Attended cross-country academy in November of 2021. The snow conditions were terrible. And that's actually a pretty good situation to have for a clinic because if you start off the season working in and with really 
challenging snow conditions, then everything else is great. Um, and it and it teaches you, as a participant and as a as an instructor, um, you can make do. You can make a good experience out of pretty crummy conditions. Um, I spent some time talking with Zeke about um, what my trajectory might be um, and the the three levels of PSIA and understanding that it's really it's not an arithmetic uh, progression. It's really logarithmic or exponential. So it starts off relatively straightforward and simple, perhaps. And then level two is not arithmetically harder, it's exponentially harder. And then level three is, again, exponentially harder. And I liked that, because I like an academic challenge. So um, I said to Zeke, well, how long should I wait between the two, the three levels? And he said, well, you might as well just keep marching on. Um, I, I think I have several takeaways with PSIA from my very short tenure with the organization. One is that the people who have mentored me, which really those would be Zeke, Tuli, and Emily, they, and particularly Zeke, they want to set people up for success. So if I wasn't ready, if I hadn't been ready for level two, I expect that Zeke would have said so. Um, uh, when I passed level two, um, and by the way, I love the workbook format for both of them, for level, well, one, two, and three, I guess. I think those are really a great complement to the practicum learning that you have to do. Um, just writing, reading. Writing is a really great way, putting pen to paper to get things to connect in your brain. So I enjoyed that, those resources for learning and for preparation a lot and the e-learning courses that are associated with level one. Then when I passed level two and decided I wanted to attend Cross Country Academy again in 2022 because it's such a fantastic event. I asked Zeke, well, how long should I wait? How long are you supposed to wait between level two and level three? Is there a, a fixed time? And he said, his response was no. Um, he said that typically he's seen if someone stops, if someone has desires to progress through the three levels, not everybody does, but if someone does, he's seen what tends to happen is if you stop your progression or your, your advancement, you, there, things kind of stall out. And so he said, just keep going. Um, and I'm like, all right, so realistically, where am I at? And he gave me some feedback, which clarified that, yeah, I was ready, even though I needed to do a lot of work still. So I put a lot of effort, a lot of effort into technique work. And that was productive and, and had good, good outcomes. The materials are kind of a different story. I, I I think they're pretty complicated and complex. Their manuals are 
bigger than the, I think the earlier iteration from 2015 was maybe 2005. And that book for cross country, which included telemark, is a lot skinnier. I happened to come across one of those and I thought, this is great. It's smaller. It looks like it has more drills that I can use. And I picked it up and started reading it. And I'm like, hmm. Not really. It, it was it was the it was great at that time, but the new one is for sure an improvement, even though it's pretty complicated and complex and lots of jargon. But I think that the work that has gone into those materials from from the the team and the education staff has been phenomenal. <clears throat> and the work that's been done to standardize language across the disciplines is is fantastic and it helps someone like me coming into the organization as a as a very new person um, it helps me um, interface with the other disciplines better so that's kind of impressive that your mentors are the cross-country team. <laughs> Emily, Tooley, and Zeke. That's incredible. And what was it like for you when you went through your level three? Were you nervous? Were you feeling very confident? What was that experience like for you? And has PSIA made you a better teacher? There's no question that PSIA has made me the, the instructor that I am. Um, today, and I'm I'm pretty good. I've got a lot of improvements. I've got a lot that I can work on, uh, for sure. But I I can tell that I'm a lot better than two and a half years ago, um, and I get that. I can feel that myself. Um, I also get that feedback from my students, and I have um, a range of students from rank beginners to pretty high level athletes, and. To get that kind of feedback, particularly in a way it's maybe the most gratifying from the, the high-level athletes that I've had the opportunity to work with because performance matters to them. And when I've been able to, through my training and development with PSIA, to improve my movement analysis skills, that just pays dividends for them, for these racers, because I can look at them and provide a tweak that they then think about and apply in races. The level three prep, which has a workbook, uh, requires that you do a practicum of sorts where you are working with uh, advanced skiers. So I used my high-level athletes, a subset of them who were willing to take time away from their interval training <laughs> to, to work with me. And, um, um, so, and of course, part of, their fee part of the practicum is that they have to provide evaluation feedback to me on my teaching. Um, and perhaps more valuable even than that evaluation form, which is part of the, the level three PSA cross country workbook, it was getting just emails from them saying, I thought about what you said in the lesson we did and I applied it in these races and 
wow, was it great. My back didn't hurt. I scooted past people on the uphill. I did this. And so that just feels really good to help, um, to provide help to someone who's already a very accomplished skier. I love that you're working with athletes because that really gives you some incredible feedback, as you just said. Um, nice job. <laughs> so here you are at Interski. Uh, what are you taking right now? And really in conclusion, again, your goals at the end of this week, maybe to find uh, possible employment, but uh, what do you really want to get out of this week? What will make this a success? Boy, that's deep. I like these. <laughs> <laughs> because I'm so new to PSIA, I don't know very many people. And the cross-country discipline within PSIA is also rather small. Um, you asked or you commented that my being able to have the national team, <laughs> the, the three national team members be my mentors um, is extraordinary. It is, in a way... It's not, and it's actually reflective, I think, of the cross-country discipline within PSA, and that I have found that it's the antithesis of hierarchy. That it's very, the hierarchy is very, it, there's no hierarchy, it's very flat. So um, they are, and that's, I mean, flatness and lack of hierarchy often comes with size, and so it's a smaller group of people, and. It, the hierarchy just, for me and my experience, doesn't seem to exist, which means that I get um, some really fantastic feedback and opportunities to ask questions from those three, and even former national team members as well. For Interski, I think getting to know other cross-country skiers from different countries and getting a sense of what they do for how they teach is is really useful and eye-opening. Where is the overlap with what we do in PSIA, either in outright technique, movement, or how we talk about it? In some cases, there's some different movement things going on. There are national styles, if you will. If you look at the World Cup circuit, national teams will have different characteristics in their skiing style from country to country. And that's visible to some degree in the presentations here at Interski. I really enjoyed the presentation from Hungary this afternoon. They were they were talking, it was dryland training, um, taking what you learn in dryland training to on snow work. And they had a very analytical uh, methodology for how they presented information. They had super cool graphs um, that showed uh, body position. And um, they, had, they did a great job with their presentation in that they had some video sequences where they showed skiers with different body positions. And they were mixing alpine and, and cross country together. So it's always great when two disciplines can come together and, and really talk about similar body position. And then ski performance. So at the end of interski on, what, Friday, Saturday morning, um, I don't expect that I'll land a job. That's not what I'm looking for. But I am looking 
to have made some relationships with skiers from different countries and to see yeah what the potential might be for for work and even for just skiing with somebody you know later on if I'm taking a visit so Louise in conclusion are you learning anything here I'm it's just day one but have you picked up anything that you think you're going to take into lessons uh, next season or even in the coming months if you've got another month or two of uh, ski lessons remaining in 2020 well the 2022-2023 winter with the snow cover we have in Duluth, we might have another month of skiing. Mm. The Polish team did a terrific job talking about adaptive um, teaching. Teaching to, this happened to be young people with um, social emotional um, challenges. And um, so I'll definitely take the things that they described and how to work with people. And, and try to bring those. I don't work with that target group at this point, um, but if I do, um, they've given me some really super resources and skills, um, ideas. Mm. And yeah, I mean, it's only Monday for crying out loud. <laughs> yeah, I've, you know, I got, since I came... Friday night, we were on the same flights, and I got to ski a long ski on Saturday, ski all the way around the mountain, about 25 kilometers. I got to see a lot of trail. Sunday, I got to see a lot of trail, only did about 18 kilometers. Um, today, I did another 12 or so at the end of the day, and and I'm exhausted, and it's only Monday, and we have another four days. So this is, you know, this is really a cross-country skier's paradise. Levy, Finland. Well, Louise Levy, it's been great visiting with you. Thanks so much for taking the time to chat with us on First Chair. And from the Panorama Hotel Bar and Grill, I'm George Thomas. Uh-huh.